Welcome to Rooted and Reaching, a podcast about startups and entrepreneurs in the South Bend Elkhart region. My name is Bethany Hartley. And I'm Nick Kuhn. Today, Bethany and I will be speaking with Michael Yoder of TruthWorks Media and Stocker Meese. He's also the producer of this podcast. It can be a great conversation. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to Rooted and Reaching, the special edition. Yeah, welcome to Rooted and Reaching, the special edition. We're here with Michael Yoder, owner of TruthWorks Media, among many other things. We're excited to have you here, Michael. Thanks for taking some time. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. I think I had to be here. <laughs> well, okay. Usually you're on the other side, though. <laughs> yes, I'm usually back there. Yeah. A little bit of explainer on this one. Yeah. Michael, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into the details. Wow, a little bit about myself. Uh, do you have a preference of where I start? Let's go. Why are you here today? Why? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a deep question, Nick. Uh, I'm trying to make a living. <laughs> no. Um, so we're on a podcast, right? And um, this starts a while ago. I was working at a university here in town, and I started a podcast now like 12 years ago with a doctor there. And while working there, I kind of got this itch to one do podcasting and two, I woke up one day, realized I could, and this is not a knock on the job I was doing. I could do this the rest of my life in my sleep and that wasn't going to be fun for me. Mm -hmm. And so with zero active clients, um, I remember typing up an email, sitting at my desk, telling my boss, I'm not coming back. And literally I, my palms are sweating now because I remember how <laughs> nervous was. I typed it up. I got up and I started pacing. Like, am I really going to quit my job with no clients to start a podcast company when, quite frankly, nobody was podcasting? And I did. And so, long story short, that's why I'm here. It's awesome. So now you're you're producing, you're assisting uh, yeah. podcasters, you're setting things up. Yeah, we, uh, we're a white glove service, Truthwork Media, and... It started just me. I remember going downtown to Chicory, making a website. One of the first things I did, I said, well, if I'm going to be a business, I need to have a website. So I learned how to make websites and learned how to get it out there in the world. And for the longest time, for years, it was just me editing, working with clients, producing all of the things. And slowly but surely built a team. Uh, I Truthfully, I haven't had a podcast for two, three years now, hmm. um, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, it's just wild. So I'm curious, this is a data point that you might not keep at the top of your head. Do you know across all the podcasts that you produce, like, is it over X number of like downloads or views just to give people scope of your scale? Yeah, that would depend. So if you're doing a collective of all the shows, it's got to be over a million because we have a couple shows with several hundred thousand. So yeah, we're over a million downloads, it's pretty which, incredible. which is awesome. Um, yeah. Starting with one client who I still have on to this day, first client, still retain the client. Our retention rate's like 90%. If you work with us, you're going to work with us for years. And that's the type of relationship we want to be in, right? Because you develop that trust and that relationship. And so, yeah. Hmm. So this podcast studio is sitting in a space. Yeah. Can you speak to the space a little that we're in? Yeah. that's So we're in Stocker Mies, which is right downtown South Bend. It's across from Howard Park. And this is a co-working space. Three years ago, is it 2023? It is. Four years ago, 2019, I walked in this space and there was one person in here and it was pretty much vacant. And I got together with some friends and I said, man, this could really be something. And they're like, yeah, you should do something about it. <laughs> uh, and so 
I approached the owner. I said, hey, what do you think about making this a co-working space or something that's bigger than just literally one person in a 4,200 square foot vacant building? And he said, no. (laughs) And so that was that. And then lo and behold, COVID hit. And um, unfortunately, that person was unable to pay anymore. And so the space became available. And I thought, just like I did with starting the business when no one did podcasts, and I was like, hey, let's start a co-working space during the pandemic. And so perfect perfect timing, yeah. just perfect. Yeah. So we did that. I got uh, my wife and then another couple business partners. One's an interior designer. The other does um, remodeling. He's a contractor. So we got together and said, hey, this could be something special. Let's try it. And that's basically what this is. We do concerts on the weekends, uh, events. We have four events this weekend, uh, two concerts, a celebration of life, and then a church is meeting here on Sunday. Hmm. And so it's wild. It's it's going really well. Did you ever see all of that coming? Was that part of the plan? That's a good question. Um, was there a plan? Maybe start. <laughs> the, so truthfully, the plan was just let's try this. And that's... Yes and no. So there was a plan of, I want this to be a space that's special that people use, right? But just like podcasting, when I started, it was just audio. But for me, business in general is just helping people get what they want. That's like one-on-one, just relationships in general, right? And Mm -hmm. so what I heard over the pandemic was people want video. So over the last two years, three years now, we've leaned heavily into video because that's where the market shifted. Same with Stockroom what we had envisioned from the get-go was, oh, we want this to be mainly run by co-working. Well, there is a need for that, but also people really want event space because there isn't one in the East Bank that's directly in the East Bank. So yes and no, there was a plan, but the plan was also like, hey, what are people saying they want? Let's give them that. Hmm. So the space world's been not like outer space world, but the physical space <laughs> world <laughs> has been a hot topic during yeah, COVID, post-pandemic. Did you see any of that? How did that impact your business? And I know you started during COVID, so yeah. you may not know pre-COVID. To be honest, I'm I'm not real sure. We had um, we had another co-working space that just shut down in Mishawaka, so we've seen an influx of people mm. from there come here. And um, there's several things I've learned doing this like I wanted for the first couple years I was really convinced that I wanted to be the cool if you knew you knew if you didn't you didn't co-working event space I quickly learned that is stupid um, (laughs) that you need help from people you need uh, to work with people you need to advertise you need to get your name out there Um, so I quickly learned that trying to be discreet or you know trying to be the cool quiet person doesn't necessarily help you So you have a lot going on. You have a big event space, you have concerts, you have churches, you have a podcast studio, you have a podcast company, you have a staff, Mm -hmm. you have a new family. Congratulations. Thank you, Max. He is three months old. That's excellent. We do a little real estate. Okay. Um, Yeah, we we have currently we rent two places, um, trying to get a third, but right now just, again, don't know what I'm doing. I just know what I want to do. And then I kind of learn how to do it as I go. Right. Um, and so figuring out is now the best time to buy another place with interest, you know, the mm. way it is and with housing costs the way they are. And so just, just fumbling my way, you know, how, how do you be successful with a whiff of companies and relationships? You know, typically yeah. 
if I were to coach an entrepreneur, I'd say, what's your milestone pipeline? Mm-hmm. Focus on that. KPIs, get measurables. Mm-hmm. What's you know what what resources do you need, financial or otherwise? You're wide. Mm-hmm. And it would be challenging yeah. for me to coach someone like that. How do you manage it all? And what advice would you give to similar-minded people that enjoy having several things going on at once? Yeah, good question. So I think the first question was like, what does success look like? Um, I don't know if you ask it that directly, but for me, that's it's a hard question because defining success, you could talk in terms of business or just life. For me, success looked like I was free to do with my time what I wanted to do. Yeah. And that didn't have a dollar amount put to it, even though like I had dollar amount goals. Uh, but it was, I have the ability to craft and to mold my future and my family's future the way we see fit with zero constraints. And I've got that right now. Mm. And so I would look back regardless of on the P&Ls and the books I would say this has been wildly successful. What success looks like as a business, and you asked the question, what advice would I give? I didn't start four businesses at once. Mm. Sure. I was a one-man show for a long time. The advice I would give is bring smarter people around. Um, That way, like I was able to grow and scale TruthWork Media because of the team I have. Very little to do with me. Without my team, it would be nothing. And I, I mean that. I tell them that all the time. Like They are the rock stars. And got a good team. I got a good team at Stockroom. Like, hey, we're working together at this thing. And then, like, when you're able to not go guns to the, you know, a blazon because you know your team has got you, you can start to shift focus. And that's, I wouldn't start four things at the same time. That's crazy. <laughs> For your ventures, mm-hmm. do you have different teams for each one? Or like when it came to investing in this or starting this up, same group of people or what does that look like? It's That's a good question. They're all different. Okay. So um, obviously my wife is a big factor in all of this. She has been the most supportive person. And I can't overstate that enough. Like she, she's an accountant. She's a controller at a company here. Trek 10, awesome company out of the Idea Center. But she did like our accounting work for the first seven, eight years of my businesses, of Mm -hmm. our businesses, we finally just said like, hey, we're done with that because she was doing accounting all day at home and at work and then coming back and then doing it after work. And that's just not fair for her. Mm -hmm. But like one of the first things you need to do, I think, is hire someone to do your accounting, to do your books. And I was very fortunate and very lucky to have that married into. Great advice. Question for you. What yes. what uh, relationships have you developed since you've been doing this project, which is a social space that you didn't anticipate? Yeah, well, I, this for one, like yeah. we're sitting here, yeah, almost. So, what drew me in the podcasting, just in general, kind of coming full circle, was when I had my own, I was able to sit down and interview at the time the people that I respected the most. So, my background, I have my master's in theology, so I was sitting down with people in the ministry and church realm that I was reading Hmm. and I get to interview them, sit down, have lunch with them, go out to dinner with them and build that relationship with. And again, I I say this a lot. I I truly mean business is all about relationships. So there's someone that's coming in here on a daily basis that I'm just slowly getting to know. And I think what makes people successful is just showing up and being in the right place at the right time, but you have to choose to do that. Mm -hmm. So I'm actively showing up on a weekly, on a daily basis, not stopping. Who am I going to get to meet? Who am I going to build that relationship with? 
and you got to be honest and it, it can't be like disingenuous. You know what I mean? Sure. You have to care. And so, yeah, that's, I don't know who asked the question, but that was it's great. Yeah. An- great answer. It is. Yeah. I'm curious um, for current ventures. Yeah. Is, okay. So are there any, have there been any opportunities over the last few years that you've either said, no, I'm not interested in that kind of venture or you said yes. And then it had to take a turn in a different direction. For sure. So, I mean, I've failed several times. Great um, news. Yeah, it is. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I truly like, so here's an example of where we did not succeed. I started an NFT company. Ah. So a guy named Steve Smith, Zach Nelson, and Ben Nels, um, we developed software. Steve developed software and then an NFT generator. And then we used, yeah. Anyway, we worked with a couple businesses, some cool things, and then the crypto market crashed. Mm-hmm. And then nobody wanted to build NFTs anymore. And so we have a product that is like we we're done. We folded the company. There has there have been things I've said no to, but more so like I'm I'm gonna say yes probably more times than I should. I mean I know that's not great. And I know I need to be laser focused, Nick. I get it. Uh, <laughs> but I I like I like seeing where things go. And if they don't work out, they don't work out. But again, it's just putting yourself in those opportunities because you never know which one's gonna be like, oh wow, this this went in a way I didn't expect it to. Mm, whether yeah. well, whether it's a failure or a step forward, we we actually discussed this before we started recording. We're all similar personality types, and I love that first mile, like where you could just walk with someone oh, or yeah. by yourself. I'm going to go learn about this thing. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to plunge in and start swimming, and I'll probably turn around and head back. But yeah, I'm going to have that, that safety rope. But I feel like you can learn so much in a short sprint if you really just you know go deep, figure it out. And then, and then you kind of just acclimate yourself to that normal. Mm-hmm. It's like, is this what I want? Is this the pain I'm choosing? Cause everything's got pain. Um, and so with the NFT space, it sounds like that, but then some others you dive in and you keep swimming. And then all of a sudden you're a mile into it and you keep swimming. You're like, Oh, this is kind of working out for me and for my family. It's, it's fun to hear the approach that way. It's refreshing. And the fact that you can be successful and I love your de- definition of success too. So I guess, I think one of my original questions was what advice would you give like-minded entrepreneurs because not everybody can can um, focus and and have that much with but uh, it sounds like just try it that's exactly 100 percent almost word for word is it's like the Nike just do it right mm-hmm. like the amount of people we'll just take podcasting for example but the amount of people that come up to me and say oh I have this amazing podcast I'm gonna do compared to the amount of people that actually do that mm-hmm. is like so it's like one the five percent mm-hmm same with business. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that I invite those conversations because people know that I've started businesses. People come up tell me, hey, I want to do this, this, and this business. And the amount of multiple conversations I've had with the same individuals about doing it is crazy. Just what are you waiting on? Yeah. Um, and I am not naive. I am well aware that there are worst case scenarios. You fail. You don't make money. You have to do something else. I think about those all the time and I'm eight years into this. Mm -hmm. Like, oh shit, what am I going to do when podcasting is not a thing anymore? I don't know. Well, and and your transition to video kind of plays into that. For sure. It's like the market adapts, you're adapting along with it. Absolutely, absolutely. But the fears are real. You seem to be a bit of a futurist. So I think it's one of those things that maybe not by intention, but because you are doing four different things at 
Four yeah. being the small number, because yeah. with those four, multiply it by 100, right, of all the different things, yeah. you are aware of what is coming perhaps mm -hmm. sooner than someone else, because not many people started an NFT company, right? And for better or for worse, you learned a lot from yeah. that experience. Absolutely. And I, I think there's a little bit of me that was like jaded, because when I first said I was going to start my own business, I was a, I would say, a less healthy seven than I am now. We were talking mm. about the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. So like scatterbrained and I just do things for fun. And I was like, I'm going to prove all these people wrong. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to learn how to run a business, even though I have no background in this. I'm going to make it damn successful. Yeah. You know? And so like I do have that chip on my shoulder. Like I'm, I'm going to win. Yeah. I don't know what winning looks like. That's up to each individual person, but I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to do it. So... Max, right? Yes. So he's only been in the world for three months, but I'm curious if you've, in those three months, had the thoughts of like, what, when he thinks of you, mm. what do you want him to think of? Jeez, what are you <laughs> doing? You're going to make me cry? <laughs> um, <sighs> Sorry. Jeez. I will say. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I will say having a kid has made me more emotional, mm. um, which is fine. <laughs> trying to as a seven learn that that's okay um, and as a male um, I don't know I would say when he thinks of me I want him to think damn it I'm not gonna be able to do good. this um, probably someone that loves the family well and loves loves his mom well because um, again I could build million dollar companies none of that matters if it's not like done for him and even done for him, like I want to be present in that. Like yeah. I want to be present in his life and and be there for his events. Um, everyone has a different way of being a parent. And there's, I don't think, a wrong way or right way, but that's what success would be for me is being able to use my time how I want and I want to be with him. So on the flip side, giving you a pause. I'm <sighs> Unbelievable. sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't... I. I would say I get it, but I don't because I'm <laughs> That's not. okay. Uh, but I do get emotions. So mm -hmm. I think it's a wonderful thing. And yeah, you've got many, many years of people asking you questions to reflect on Jeez. your children. So wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> I was holding it close mm. before this. No. I, so on the other side of that, uh, I'm curious any entrepreneurs in your family before you? Yeah, great question. So my dad actually um, was the owner of a, he just form, just retired. A year ago, he mm -hmm. owned his own auctioneer and um, realtor business. So he bought that from a guy before I was born. Mm -hmm. And so I got to watch him. Even like, it was never strictly talked about like, hey, I'm a business owner. This is what I do. But like subconsciously, there was something in me that my parents bestowed on me that you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And they supported me even when I won the goat. Not even when I decided like my path forward was going to be in ministry one day. Um, great. Go do that. And I think there is a little like misnomer there that you can do anything you want to do. I think that lie has been told a lot, mm -hmm. but you definitely can try to do whatever you want to do. I think that distinction, like watching my parents do that mm -hmm. and then like them encouraging me to step into, I remember saying, Hey, I'm going to move. I'm going to start my own business. He's like, cool. What a awesome. gift. Yeah, that is really a gift because there are many parents that probably wouldn't say that. I know they don't say that, and then you have all these this potential that gets crushed because if your parents don't believe in you, sometimes or oh, that leader figure, yeah, yeah. It, it's devastating. Mm -hmm. So what a gift they gave you. Yeah, 
It's pretty awesome. It, I have been very fortunate with my family and just the support. I'm not naive to think that I've done this myself. I haven't even come close. I've just, I think happenstance, I've said yes to a lot of things. And when you do that, sometimes things, you know, hit. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious, you've sat in on all of the podcasts mm. we've done this season using yeah. air quotes because we're not professional enough to have seasons yet, <laughs> but we're getting there. Uh, has there been anything that stuck out like as a a common theme with the conversations we've had or like there's some things you've said that I can recall back to specific interviews, but curious if you've- What were those things I said, Bethany? Well, I think the failing that yeah. came up, that even came up today in a previous conversation, yeah. like, and others, I think about Kathy Burnett shared this, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of folks, especially around pandemic time, saw a lot of failure and yeah. those that are still here are the ones that are really striving for greatness. And yeah. I think too, when you were talking about idea into implementation, I just want to shout out to male Alex Sade and I, he said to me, cause I said, I came up with Tabasco mayonnaise and he said, you didn't though, cause you didn't act on the idea. Oh, yeah. So that action is what turns yeah. you into an entrepreneur. But anyway, so th those are some of the things I've heard. There's been so many good conversations. It's really hard for me to pinpoint I think that action is kind of what probably what ties everyone because you have people all the way from we started from quite literally nothing to this was my father's father's company, mm. but they're every single one of them are taking steps forward to continue to do creation. Mm -hmm. And I think if you had to ask me what I love about being an entrepreneur the most is the creation. There's a word poethesis. I believe I'm saying that correctly. It's literally like the creation out of nothing to mm. bring something into existence that wasn't there before. And that's like, that's what I think like we're all doing to some extent. That's what this place is. That's what podcasts are. Like mm. this art, this thing didn't exist. Now we're making it and then we're putting it into the world. Whether people find value in that, I don't know, but I do. Yeah. We do. I yeah. do. Hey, we appreciate you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. What's, uh, you have a lot, uh, as we talked about, you have a lot going on, but what's next? Where do you see Stockroom going? You talked a little bit about the, you know, migration to video yeah. on TruthWorks. What, what are you excited for in the near future? I think I'm finally to a place where I can slow down a little bit. That might be like a weird answer for how many things I got going, but like I'm going to start like trusting my team even more, relying heavily on them. And I want to like figure out how to be a good father. That's, I've been doing it for three months. So like, what does that look like? What does that truly look like? Um, and be a good husband. Mm. Yeah. And learn to like, I was just talking to Lindsay. She's like, Hey, we got to get date nights on the calendar. Cause it's been three months and we haven't gone on a date, which is wild. And I see how that's a thing. Like, uh, so yeah, that's, I'm excited for that. Yeah. I'm excited to see the business grow and where, where it does evolve and business partnerships. Like I'm always looking for, Hey, what's, what's next. And maybe it's just locking down the hatches and building out stockroom and making this like super awesome. Uh, who knows? I, I don't know. Good, good stuff. Hey, we appreciate you so much. You made this process of podcasting so easy. Well, thank Not you. just the organization, but that is a huge part of it. The implementation, uh, the stuff behind the scenes, all the editing, getting it uploaded and in front of people. Thank you for all your help. It's been great. Yeah, yeah. it's you. been awesome working with you all and getting to know you. So thank you. Thanks. Thanks for making me cry, Bethany. No problem. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs>